Today's episode is brought to you by Therapy Session Studios. For your podcast and music needs, go to therapysessionstudios.com or email conspiracyisthetheory at gmail.com for more information. so much for tuning in to Conspiracy is the Theory. My name is Chris Farrell. I am your host today, and we have a great episode coming up with Joaquin Revolt, Revolt, Revolt. Oh, oh man, I'm sorry, Joaquin. Um, <laughs> I messed my whole, I messed my entire introduction up, man. Sorry about that. Yo, I have trouble. How do you say that last name again? Yeah, I, I'm having trouble saying it. Well, there's actually two ways of saying it. You can, uh, you can say it, uh, the English way, our way, which would be Revuelta, uh-huh. or you can say it the Spanish way. You rolled all our Revuelta. Oh, cool, man. Which way do you prefer yeah. it? Um, you know, no one's ever said it with the rolling of the R that I'm aware of, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. but that's how you're supposed to say it. Oh, that's a cool thing, man. There you go. That's, that's nice to know. At least I know, man. I, I just stumble. The thing about it, when we go live, it's like there's no fixing it. It, it is what it is at the end of the day. Right. Um, you only got one chance to do it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the other episodes, like, I got it right the first time. But you know what? Give and take. At least I'm at a, a 33, per, um, 66 percentile. So I guess that's a that's a C plus maybe or like a D, I guess. It's still a D, isn't well, it? As long as it's over 50, you're good. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. Uh, so, you know, I, I like to start the shows off with, with getting to know the guests a little bit better. I know we've talked before, but tell me what you've been up to lately in the music business. Um, actually, it, it, because of the pandemic, you know, um, not a whole lot. Um, I, I still play drums for Stephen Piercy cool. uh, on and off. Um, everybody's trying to play with him, but um, he and I, um, you know, we're good friends. So, so he knows when a friend is in need of work. <laughs> so he, he ha- I'm like the guy that's down at the Home Depot standing around waiting for someone to come in and hire me. <laughs> yeah. We'll play drums for any occasion. And he always rolls in. <laughs> that's yeah. good to know, man. You know, it's good to have a friend like that, that that's there. And you get to do what you love by playing drums. You guys have any shows coming up pretty soon with Piercy? Yeah, um, there's uh, quite a few shows coming up in December. Um, there's a show coming up this month at the end of um, November, I think, or like in another week or something with Vince Neal. But I understand that Vince Neal got hurt. He fell yeah. off the stage and broke his ribs or something. Yeah. Um, that, that's got to hurt. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so so I don't know if it's still on or, or, or how he's doing or, or what's going on with that. But uh, but for sure in December, we've got a, a lot of East Coast shows. There's like, I don't know, about maybe up to 10, I think. And then uh, a New Year's gig. Down in San Diego. Oh, dude, uh, in, in the hometown, in Piercy's hometown, you guys have a New Year's Eve gig, huh? Yeah, I just found out about it last night. So, I, and, and I found out because I came across a post, um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, right on. So we'll see. Yeah, it should be fun. I, we've done these New Year's gigs before, not in San Diego, but usually at the Whiskey in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always an amazing turnout. There's always like, you know, you know built the capacity. So. Yeah, Whiskey's so one of my favorite places fun. out there. What was that? 
it's, uh, it, so I, I would anticipate this next show is going to be, you know, filled to the brim. So, um, yeah, it's something to look forward to. Cool. Now, what's your favorite song to play live when, you, when you're performing with Steven? Is there like a, like a, a rat song or a solo song that you absolutely, you, you really get into, like you feel the drums on there? Um, you know, uh, yeah, there, there's a, a few I, I really enjoy playing. I, like, I really like playing Sweet Cheater. Oh, I love that song, Sweet Cheater. Yeah, the, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Blotzer does this thing in the beginning where he starts to song off, you know, tickets, tickets, tickets. It's brilliant, yeah. you know, so uh, it's a fun song to play. Uh, you can actually get away with playing a lot of these rat songs without a double bass, mm-hmm. um, where, where when I'm recording, you hear double bass drumming. Um, the, the songs are written in such a way that, um, you know, you can do it on a single kick. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a, not really a whole lot of a trick to do that, but um, but it, it, it I think it even comes across a little more effective because mm-hmm. that's the, the bass guitar player did a bit more of the driving of the song, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. Uh, that, I like that one. I like you know pretty much all of them to be honest. I mean, uh, it's always fun to play round and round, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I try to keep it, you know, as authentic as I can. I don't want to try to overplay, or you know, as what I call like hot dogging it. Because <laughs> that always ruins the song at some point when you do too much of that. So, so I try to keep it to the way it is on the records. So. Now, how have the crowds been? Have the crowds been when you guys have did some shows lately? Have the crowds been coming? And is there a lot of people there? Are they oh, still into yeah. the music? Oh yeah, you know. Um, well, you know, the, the the way I see it, you know, Rat is a classic rock, an American classic rock band. You know, so um, they'll always have a crowd. You know, and and uh, and whether you're playing with Steven uh or in rat you know uh the name just kind of carries itself it's like playing you know drums for like uh steven tyler you know it's uh piercy's of that caliber and everyone knows you cannot see the guy's image and not know who that is (laughs) you know what i mean so so yeah um yeah it's it's a lot of fun great to play those songs you know those are they're classic songs i mean you know you hear them on the radio and you can't help but start singing to them you know yeah so so yeah with Piercy, do you guys do you guys like get on a tour bus and go that? Or do you are you guys fortunate to be able to fly to where you're going? Is it like when you say we're going to be at these dates? Are, are you just you flying? Know, uh, and- yeah, uh, these days um, we do more flyouts than anything, which is great because that, you know we don't have to take all the equipment with us. You know, uh, those times have changed, and but um, usually, you know, when if we're doing like a bus, that's because there's like a month or two of shows. You know where the shows are all lined up back to back in different cities, you know, and the cities, um, for the most part, you're near each other, you know, so either like sometimes maybe an eight hour drive, maybe, maybe a little more depending on the distance. But, um, but yeah, usually weekend flyouts is, is the way, you know, most, um, most touring bands are doing it these days. Um, typically what happens is they, they wind up booking like Friday and Saturday nights, which are known as anchor dates. So those go up first, those are mapped out, and then all the other dates in between, you know, the weekends are filled in with uh, like club shows, you know, smaller shows. So uh, those are the, the, you know, hence why you would travel by bus. But uh, these days, you know, it's, uh, you fly out on the weekends and come back. KISS, actually, you know, I found out that they have uh, a stage, like in every continent, that's already built. They just got to, or not built, but the, you know, it, it can be torn down and, and stored away at a facility. And then when they come back to Australia, for instance, 
uh, they'll, they'll go out for like a Friday, Saturday, <clears throat> and then uh, they'll come back home on Sunday, you know, and then the next week they'll go to Japan where there's another stage, you know, waiting to be built that, that they've made. And, uh, and they'll play Friday and Saturday there and then come back again, back home and then the following and so on. And so they're at the level where they just kind of fly out on the weekend and their stage show as big as it is. I mean, it's the biggest in the world. You know, they, they, that's what they do. So, and the same is done this way, only, you know, at, at not that big of a scale where you're just playing Coliseum and stadiums. But, but yeah, that's kind of the, the way that's, that's panned out for us as well, you know, for the most part. Yeah. That, that's really cool, man, to have a stage ready in every continent. I'm going to go to Japan. There's a stage there. You know, that it, it, it makes you kind of think, you know, because uh, back in the day, like in the 70s, when, when they were touring, they, they'd lug their, their PA system with them, you know, uh, clubs and, and, and stadiums. Well, stadiums for the most part have a sound system, but, I mean, you know, Kiss Show or like a Van Halen Show, that's going to be additional stuff. So back then, they used to, you know, take uh, uh, semi-trucks at least a few of them just for just the sound system alone, let alone the drums, you know? And then, so, so it just kind of, uh, you know, after all these years, they, you know, they figured out, you know, a way, Oh, you can do this weekend gigs, man. And kind of get away with that, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do hope, you know, I understand that, that Peter Chris may not be able to come play drums with kiss anymore. Um, but mm-hmm. I do hope they let ACE, come back for some final shows before they, they close it out. Uh, how do, what's your feeling on that? Like I said, I, I've been a Kiss fan for a long time, you know, so I, I would like to see Ace. The thing is he wants to do it. I don't think Peter wants to do it, but I think Ace wants to do it and he wants to go out with the band. Um, how do you, right. what, what's your view on that walking? Um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, as far as it, they should let him back in to do the uh, shows. No, um, no, just no, let, him, let him play some of the shows, you know, let, let him come and, you know, play some songs with them live to, to kind of finish out the tour. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to tell kids what they're doing because they've, they've had a farewell tour since like the nineties, you know, so they're still doing shows. They never went away. You know, so, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, I, you know, some people think that's a gimmick, you know, to just sell more units or whatever, you know, or, or, or seats. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they do have him come up on occasion, you know, granted when it's, when it's, when they're in full garb, I don't know if he would walk out like a secondary ace, you know, cause they have tons there, you know, I'm, I'm doing that part now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, the guy wants to play, you know, the thing of it is, is that, that we're talking about a band that's had like what, 45 years plus of drama i mean can you, you know, just imagine like your best friend you know your, your friends for you know 30 years or whatever and you've been through the ups and downs and so forth and you've crossed that line repeatedly over this it's kind of hard to say it's like being married to like four you know other individuals <laughs> you know and trying to keep everybody happy you know? but um yeah i mean I, I i don't see why not the guy just wants to play really is all what it comes down to i don't think he's ever necessarily been about money per se I mean, he may be now, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, let the guy play, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree completely, you know, and I, I see, like I said, being, being a, a Kiss fan, I also, Vinnie Vincent, just so you know, it will always be my favorite Kiss member. I know it sounds stupid, man, but I love Vinnie Vincent. 
I'm a little bit disappointed yeah. in him in today's world. I mean, you know, he kind of left some promoters hanging, musicians hanging, and now he's selling. I heard that he's selling stuff on his website, like a $500 signed copy of like Lick It Up and things like that. Um, gosh, man. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but I had, I bought Vinnie Vincent's first album. Mm-hmm. Off a picture alone and knew that he was in Kiss. I didn't even hear a song on there before I bought uh, that album. Isn't that crazy? I love the picture on there. Yeah, you know, uh, he actually has quite a history in music. He used to be a staff writer, a musical staff writer for the show Happy Days. And, and uh, he co-wrote the theme to Joni Loves Chachi after... Uh, Scott Bayo and Aaron Moran left the show and they, they got their own show, you know, given to them um, cool. because of their popularity. But he, he was a staff writer for them. He also played guitar for uh, Dan Hartman. Dan Hartman, uh, you know, I can dream about you if I can. You know, that Dan Hartman. Oh, wow. he, he used to be a, a writer for him as well. They were, they were, they were friends and, and they wrote a lot of stuff together. Uh, but yeah, so he, Vinnie Vincent is actually kind of an, an anomaly um, because he actually did change the sound of Kiss. And they're still to this day, if I'm not mistaken, using some of his ideas. Yeah. You know, most of his ideas were used up when he was in the band. And then right after he was no longer in the band, I think the Domino record, I think were, a lot of ideas were his. Those songs, a lot of the songs were his ideas. Off Revenge, um, yeah. They, 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 he off played Revenge, there you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He put a lot of the guitar on Creatures great record yeah and then he, yeah that's hmm? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that. that's a great record oh, <laughs> creatures it didn't blow up for him like they wanted to because of all the changes and, and times were changing great record mm-hmm. and then he wrote a lot of the songs on lick it up he wrote the hit songs on lick it up and mm-hmm. and then he had a bunch of new songs and he wanted more than 500 bucks a week. this is from my knowledge I, I could be wrong but he wanted more than 500 bucks a week to play in kiss and they wouldn't give it to him so he got kicked out of the band and then when they were starting to decline after the 80s, they called him to come back and help with the Revenge album. That is cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, it would, that just kind of, kind of comes to show you his value because, um, you know, I, Kiss is, is, they've always been, from what I noticed, kind of staying up with the times. When things went disco, they went disco, you know. But they went disco, but it was still rock. It was, it was, uh, it was an interesting sound too, you know. So they, they it's since the beginning, those guys have always been kind of like at the forefront of what was happening. And, and if they weren't necessarily kind of coming up, you know, creative, uh, creatively with the ideas of it all, they sure did write some amazing stuff, you know, around it all. So, did. Um, but yeah, Vinnie Vincent's one talented individual, and uh, he's so talented. I, I believe he's eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I believe so too. So, so those those personalities are are are, are kind of uh, the different for most of us to deal with, you know. Um, yeah, I'm sure you know somebody that's eccentric and and they're kind of like a maybe like a bit of a loner or something like that, you know. So, so who knows? You know, I I don't know the man personally. I like his stuff, you know. He's great riffs, you know, the song ideas and stuff that he's come up with. When you think about it, that first Vinnie Vincent record. Those would have been the kids, the new Kiss songs that you know at that time had he still been in the band. Yes, yes, it's I heard that as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting if you if you think about it and you're like, okay, can I hear Paul Stanley and Gene singing this stuff? And yeah, you can. You know. So. And you'd mentioned uh, 45 years of drama with Kiss, you know, and I believe that's what kept Motley Crue around all these years and 
didn't benefit Rat because they kind of kept their camp a little bit more quiet. You know, they didn't let too much of the drama out there and like Motley Crue did. And I believe today that's why Motley Crue still is a household name when bands like Rat are not really a household name. Yeah, you know, I've, I've asked Steven and even Juan for that matter, you know, how it is <laughs> that because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, and, and, and just, you know, you know this already since you're a fan of both as I am, uh, you know, Rat, the songwriting was just far more superior. I mean, they had hits from the, the very beginning, you know, uh, from their EP. You listen to Motley Crue's EP, their songs are, you know, they're, they're good, but they're not hits necessarily. So, you know, you're talking about a band like Rat that, you know, is a hit writing machine, pretty much. I mean, they've got like at least 12 hits on their hands, you know, and that's most of the set right there. So it's like, you know, but, you know, you, you look at uh, Motley Crue's albums, you know, get to an album like Theater of Pain where, you know, the only real you know, hit was a, a, a ballad, which was which is an amazing ballad, by the way. Uh, but they had another song that Smoking the Loser was a cover. But the rest of the album is really not that good. So it's like, it, it's like, you, you know, how did this happen that <laughs> that Motley Crue wanted becoming, you know, uh, bigger, I guess you could say, or, uh, or prevailed in, in, in that way? over rat and you're like what like how did that happen like it, it's weird and I, I don't even know uh how to answer that you know or or, or you know you think but both fans are great they've got great musicians you know and uh i mean you can't deny either one of them really but but yeah, yeah you listen to one versus the other from the early days and it's like one of, the, one of these bands had yeah. like had like these songs that really stuck in your head you know like round and round you know so so yeah so uh, yeah it's an interesting uh, point, I guess. Yeah. yeah, my thinking, the reason why I don't think that, that they're as big as Motley Crue today is, is a couple of reasons. Like I said, number one, Rat tend to keep a lot of their drama within themselves until later on. And the mm-hmm. biggest reason is, is you know, and I'm going to tell you, Rat has four platinum album, albums and a gold record. No, no, they have five platinum mm-hmm. albums and a gold album because 81 to 91 also, I think, went double platinum. Monty Crew has less platinum albums than Rat does, but they had sold more because they did ballads. And I admire Steven and the gang there at Rat for never selling out to the ballads. They never did it. Their best ballad mm-hmm. is Closer to Your Heart. You know, dude, that is a great song off their Invasion album. One closer to yeah. my heart, and you know you, they never did a video for it. I think if they would have did a video for "Closer to My Heart," mm-hmm. I'm sorry, "Closer to Your Heart," I think I think it would have just taken that album from two million to five million albums. But they never sold out. Motley Crue, love them, but they sold out on every angle possible in order to stay in the limelight and sell records. Yeah, well, you know, uh, when you think of Motley Crue and think of the type of band that they were, you know, shouting at the devil, and and you know you did not expect a piano ballad to come off on the next record, which was interesting. Um, I think it was just one of those things where, where, you know, they had an idea to kind of put it down and, Hey, this is actually coming out. This is interesting. And whoa, wait, this is coming out better than we thought. Whoa, hey, whoa, 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 we've got a hit here. What? Like, I think that was just like a fluke, you know, um, to be quite honest, but, uh, you know, not, not, Talking down or anything bad about them, I don't know any of those guys really, but um, they, they, I think they got lucky, you know, uh, because you you, didn't, you don't hear it'd be like 
almost like the Sex Pistols coming out with a piano ballad. You know, like you're like, what? Like, where did that come from? (laughs) So it just kind of worked at the time because you eat it. And if you think about it, like Motley Crue for the type of band they were, if you look at the other bands at that same time, you know, Armored Saint and stuff, and you don't hear, um, you're not thinking a ballad's going to come out of them. And they were the first band that I can think of, of that, of, of the glam rock, those early 80s glam rock bands that came out with a ballad. After after Home Sweet Home, all these other bands like you get bands like Steelheart and came right after only their singer, you know, could sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So it was, you know, it, I, it's kind of interesting that, that that happened at all. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, who knows? You know, it's, the cosmos just kind of lined up for them. I guess you know, the plants kind of just were the, the fruit lined up on the slot machine at the right time. Yeah, and Rat never did that. They never followed the sellout train. You know, but don't get me wrong, I love Molly Crew. I love Home Sweet Home. I love the fact that Poison did a piano song. I love the fact that Cinderella did a piano song. Steel Heart has one of my favorite piano songs of all time. Um, gosh, man. It, it just slipped my mind. She's gone. Have you heard She's Gone by by Steelheart? I think so. Yeah, oh. I believe so. There there's there's that one Angel Eyes song, right? And then there, there, there's another. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I, I do know that song actually. I yeah. But they have one called "She's Gone," which is which is a beautiful piano ballad. It's like a six minute piano ballad. But this guy, that guy's range is unheard of. Yeah, I mean, he's, and he's the one that yeah. did the vocals for Rockstar. Man, unheard of vocals. I mean, oh my gosh, dude, they're phenomenal. Oh really? Yeah. There, there's some some. Uh, see, the thing is, is that that those singers, you know, they they. Uh, and I'm not sure who was the first one that came out like that because you got like Jeff Tate, who can sing like that. Obviously, he's got an amazing voice. That you know, right from the get-go, their EP. There's a ballad on there. The lady wore black, and you, he could sing. You know, so I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like all these, all, all of a sudden, all these like singers popped out of like a opera world or something, and and they're amazing. But yeah, the, the Star Castle is very, very good. I didn't realize he was the guy that filmed that rock star movie. Yeah, by yeah. The way. And Jeff Tate, I really hope he gets back with, with Queensryche one day. I seen a YouTube video recently of like a year or two ago where he was singing, you know, the Queensryche songs. Now, he hasn't held up as good either. You know, he's, he's, he's put on some weight, you know, like we all have. But his vocals were still on point, man. <laughs> the guy still yeah, sounds well, amazing. Just, yeah, when you got the right stuff, you got the right stuff, you know, and that you can, they can never take that away from you. And that, you know, unless, you know, something, God forbid, you know, happens to his, you know, to him that that where he can't sing but i mean when you've got it you got it you know yeah and he, he's no always had it that. yeah yeah he's always had it so. yeah. yeah that queen's reich um album uh, operation Mindcrime, is in my top 10 favorite albums of all time that is an album that i listen to from the very beginning to the very end whenever i don't listen to one song on that album it's that good of an album you know uh do you yeah, have an album like that th- go ahead sorry about that um I personally don't, but um, uh, that's uh, what you call a, a concept album. One of my favorite concept albums, I don't know if you're uh, privy to this one, is uh, King Diamond. Uh, he puts out concept albums. If you listen to Abigail, uh, I'm sorry, it's called, uh, oh God, what is the name of that first record? He put out his first solo record as King Diamond. And uh, it's got the song Abigail on there. And then uh, the second record, uh, it's called Them. That's a concept album. Those two records are like Operation Minecraft. You, you listen to one song and you, you want to keep hearing it because 
it's so interesting, like all the changes that the music, you know, the music, the musicians go through, mm-hmm. and the way it's written, and 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 just the the they're playing. My God, Mickey D on drums, my one of my favorite drummer of all times, one of them, and and he's just phenomenal. You listen to that record, he's like doing samba beats over before anybody was doing that in rock, you know, and and he just kind of pops these in here and there, and it's just like what, like you know. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't listened to the first two King Diamond records, um, I highly recommend you check them out. I'll definitely check them out. I have not heard them. Um, like I said, it was a little it's like bit. Aussie, it's like early Aussie on steroids. Is it? Okay. I'll, you know, I'll check it yeah. out. You know, I'll definitely check it out. Um, wh- what years did they come out? Like in the early 80s, like 82, 83, something like that? 87 and eight, 87 and 88 or 86 and 88. 86 and 88. You can't mention because the, the, the first one that he put out, um, it's uh, it's like a, a, a picture of these like of this horseman in a carriage in the dead of night, kind of rolling through a town. And then the the second record is about his grandma. It's it, it's really weird. Not his grandma, but it's about someone's grandma and uh, her ghost, like still lives in the house or something. And his stage show for back then, I, I went both times you know he was playing small theaters and you know it was kind of a budget stage show but it was really effective i mean that guy's he's like an alice cooper you know of um you never get to see king diamond i highly recommend now his stage shows like a kiss show and then some (laughs) i guess all i gotta say i definitely gotta check it out and i love alice cooper that man is never gonna have a farewell tour he won't be the who he won't be kiss he won't be motley crew because he, I don't think Alice Cooper will ever have a farewell tour. I think he'll tour to the day he dies, and I love that fact, man. Yeah, Alice Cooper is one of a kind. He is something else. He 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 uh, he stays true to who he is. I'm I'm sure that if we personally knew him back in the '70s, he's the same dude today. He hasn't changed a bit as far as personality or whatever. He just uh, he's just one of those genuine people. You can just tell. Each every interview, there's no surprise with that guy, and I can tell he's like that in in life, you know. You know what you see is what you get. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely. Now, have you been working on any new music, uh, Walk, or are you just um, what have you been up to lately during the the pandemic and on lockdown? I own a business, and um, it's a consumer finance business. So I basically um, enroll companies. And I give them an account. And so then they, it's like Guitar Center. Um, you go to Guitar Center, the clerk, uh, you're walking around looking at a guitar, and the other guy comes up and says, I want to think about buying a guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it. How much is it? Oh, $5,000. Oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that expensive. And then, oh, do you want to see if you qualify for the financing? Oh, okay, sure. And so then when your credit sucks, because you don't have a seven, 50 credit score or better to buy that guitar with credit, I'm the next stop. My company is. Yeah. Where can they find your company at? Oh, thank you. Uh, it's uh, www.retailcustomerfinance.com. I service all kinds of businesses, Guitar Center, uh, some of the stores being one of them, actually, um, so that the sales guy doesn't lose a sale. So I don't need a credit score to approve someone for their purchase they just got to show me that they're working that's, that's cool. it so you there are guitar centers that that can use use your platform there's three 
Uh, where where are they at? In case I have listeners here that they're looking for a guitar, um, what, what three guitar centers use that program? Uh, one in Chicago, one in Tampa, and uh, the other one is in Nevada, in Vegas. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to get them all to do it, but from what I'm understanding, they're going out of business. Uh, they're going to become kind of like a Sweetwater, where you can, there's just going to be an internet-based company. I think the only store that's going to be left open may just be the Hollywood store. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing Guitar Center go that way, too. Um, like I said, they went bankrupt yeah. uh, a couple of years ago. And, and, you know, it was a great I, when I lived in San Bernardino before I moved out to, to Kentucky, there is a Guitar Center right mm-hmm. there. I used to go there all the time, man. That's where I got all my gear. And now I get everything online. I hate to say it. I, I get it from Sweetwater. I get it from Guitar Center. I get it from Music's Friend. Everything I buy is pretty much online. I, I wish there were, because there's not a local store here that carries the stuff that I look for. I mean, there is music stores, but they don't have, you know, I guess I, I'm eccentric, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier. But there's specific gear I want, and they never have it. So I, I get oh, that Guitar Center yeah. may go that, way, that route as well. Yeah, and when you think about it, if they don't have it either, they're going to order it for you anyway. You know, granted, it's probably going to come from one of their warehouses, who knows where. But, um, yeah, they may have to special order you something anyway from the manufacturer, so you may as well just do it yourself, you know. Yeah, and the reason why I buy most of my stuff from Musicians Friend and Gart Guitar Center, I have a direct rep that I email him what I want, and he takes care of it. And Musicians Friend has the open boxes. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's open box, like like condition two. And man, like when I bought my Hummingbird, I got like eight hundred bucks off my Hummingbird because I bought in the open box and not a scratch on there. So those are the reasons oh, why like I did that. You mean it's like a floor sample type of thing or something? Or? A customer returned it or whatever it is. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. majority of my guitars I got from there. And since they're the same company, I have one guy who <laughs> takes care of me on Guitar Center and Music Friends, man. His name is Greg. This oh, guy wow. is awesome. Yeah. Another person <laughs> tried to, another person called me like a couple of weeks ago trying to get me to buy stuff from Guitar Center. I'm like, dude, you're not Greg. And then I, t- I emailed Greg, hey, man, they're trying to poach your customers, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. They're trying to infiltrate your, your sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, cause I, I, you know I, I have a, Guitar, I have a music issue like most people do. You know, you will have like 30 grand worth of equipment and do like one show for free <laughs> a year and make no, make no money off. That's me. Like, I, don't, I make no money new music, but yet I have all this beautiful gear and stuff that I'm constantly making payments on. So, but it's good to know that you have that company that deals with Guitar Center, you know, because a lot of, for a long time, I didn't qualify for a Guitar Center card. You know, like now I do, but I there didn't you go. before. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. great that you have that company where if somebody wants an instrument or something, and I'm sure they can go on your, your, your webpage and see what music stores may have you or go to their local music store and say, hey, I want to buy this. Can you use this company? And that music store can then contact you. I imagine that yeah, would work exactly. as well, right? That's, well, that's how, I, that's how I got those three stores in particular. But I have like dental offices. I've got uh, a big O Tires, which is a chain out here in California, uh, like of 25 locations or something. Um, I have, uh, I mean, if you go to the website at retailcustomerfinance.com, at the very bottom it shows it, it, there's a list of industries. I don't think there's anything I can't finance. But it's only up to $3,500 that I loan out without showing me a credit score. And uh, the payments don't, I, I offer 0% interest for the first few months to everyone. Oh, cool. And uh, 
you just got to show me that you're working. That's it. That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. So let's get yeah. into, uh, so you told me that you used to work for a, a psychic network. I did. I was, a. um, I was a customer service rep for um, uh, California Psychics. Um, and one of the partners, owners, uh, there were three, I'm still good friends with till this day. He actually manages Blondie and um, uh, was managing them, uh, Sylvain, Sylvain of the New York Dolls and the New York Dolls. Uh, W.C. Morarity, and he's a dear good friend of mine. I used to work there back in like 2004 or something like that. And I was a customer service rep. I'd answer uh, customer service calls, and I'd, you know, people would pay by the minute, and I'd pass them through the psychics of their choice. Um, a lot of times, there's always like a couple of psychics out of the 200 of them that are actually so good that they've got a waiting list for days of people to talk to them. So I basically take the payment and pass them through to the psychic, and the psychics are all across the country. Um, but I, I did that. Um, funny enough, um, I learned something working there. I learned that women in particular call those lines all the time, sometimes repeatedly daily, not just once or twice, but I mean, women just want to know things about others in particular, like the husband or the boyfriend or the interest that they have with someone or whatever the case is. And wow, I, I, not one man ever called in there. Not one that I'm aware of. I don't think not I would call gay, either. Not even a gay one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we, we just, we're not, we're not wired that way, I guess, mentally, but they are. I mean, they, they want remote viewers. They want to know where the other guy is and who he's with. And, and I'm thinking, you're married. I'm like, wow. And I, I can't tell you how many times towards the end of my state, I was there for about a year. Um, and I was a temp and, uh, I started solving people's problems for them while they were waiting online. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because they just start, I'd be like, Oh, cause you have to ask, you know, what is it that you're calling for? Is it, uh, involving a relationship? Is it work? Is it money? Is it? And it was always one of those three things. Right. Uh, but it could be anything. Well, I want to know what my dead parents are doing right now. Like, you know, sometimes you got, you get that sometimes, but usually want, they want to know what others are doing. And, uh, and, and it was interesting. I started solving it all of most of them like and, and after a while they didn't want to talk to the psychics anymore they, they were happy enough just to talk to me or they'd ask for me you know and i'd wow. be like what <laughs> yeah that was it was kind of crazy and so anyway um yeah that was a 10th gig that lasted a year and uh i should have been gone like maybe three months into it but no, mm-hmm. i held on to it for a while yeah and so how would you answer the questions like how did you solve their their issues your husband's not cheating on you just go back <laughs> Go go back and watch well, Days of Our Lives. No, well, well. See, the thing of it is, if if they're going to be that insecure, then why stay in that relationship? You know, it's as easy as that. You know, just it's just common sense. And then, you know, uh, and and if you're married and you're wanting to know where your lover is, um, the other guy. You know, um, that's going to continue on. As long as you're married, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're gonna always. So what do you? Why are you married? Then why are you staying married? Or why don't you just go with him? Or why doesn't he? Mar-? You know. So you start asking these questions that are just kind of common sense, and you're like, it's like trying to get a job or trying to stay at a job that you know you're not happy at. You know, and and you start asking. You start. You gotta ask. You gotta step back and look at it all and go. 
yeah, why am I stealing this? Yeah, why am I chasing that? And what, you know what I mean? You're just kind of like, you know, you know, but it's hard for each one of us to do when you're in it because you're so focused on it. Does that make any sense? No, it does. It does. I just, I think it's crazy that they're married and they would call and say, where's my boyfriend at? <laughs> Not my husband. What's my boyfriend up to? Well, Man. that's the thing. You know, I remember this one lady, uh, she called in and she was older and, uh, I, at the time, was like 32, I want to say, and she was like well into her like late 50s, and she was dating this guy that was like 28, and I'm going, come on, <laughs> you know, let's be realistic here, <laughs> you know, um, who's to say, you know, but but uh, if you have that kind of doubt, you know, in your mind that you're having a call into a place, you know, although I have felt certain things with some people. Uh, you know, where you kind of like, you hear two people, you see three people, right? Mm-hmm. And two of them are kind of like, one's married to the other, but then one of the married, it has, they have a mutual friend. And there's like a connection with uh, these, the married one and the friend of the two, right? So mm-hmm. and you start kind of like, and I remember I, I one of my friends, uh, well, well, not to say the name, but uh, it was weird, like, like, uh, he kept telling me how his business partner kept running into the, his girlfriend in Fort Lauderdale and then in Vegas. And they, how weird they, you were at, they both happen to be in Reno. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, dude, I think he's, you know, seeing your wife or your girlfriend, right? And he was like, nah, he wouldn't do that. I go, I'm serious. And he goes, why do you say that? I'm like, well, think about it. You know, why were they both in, you know, Florida? Why were they both in Vegas? Why did it happen to be again in Reno? Well, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of like, I think there's some, there's like a weird uh, consistency here. Yeah. That's so consistent that I can't like not say something about it, yeah. you know? So it's just a, a lot of it's good. But yeah, I've, I've been, I've been able to do that certain times in my life where I was just kind of like, you know, and lo and behold, a year, less than a year later, the same friend, you know, picked me up from the airport one day uh, and he told me that he's like, how did you know that this was happening? I just found this out later gone. I'm like, I, it was just you know, happening too many times, I guess, but I, I could just kind of see it and feel it. it was, and even though I wasn't around when they, those two were talking, I don't think I'd ever seen these, these two individuals in the same room from what you were saying to me. It was just kind of like, <laughs> like the, the, it was just weird. It was just too, too much, like just hearing it, you know? Yeah. I'd have been suspicious after the first time. I mean, what do you mean you ran into somebody, that same person there? It would have taken one time for me to walk. That, that's it. I would have I'd already been, I'd have yeah. been on the case, man, on the case. Yeah, well, they both happen to be in, in Vermont. Come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's some weird place. Like, like you know, it's like saying they were both on the moon. Yeah, I bet they were. <laughs> yeah, oh, without a doubt. It, one time, I'm, I'm on to the case. Now, did you do you believe in the psychics? Do you, do you think some of those, some of the psychics there have, true abilities and they're natural do you, do you believe that well i will say this i'm as when i was working at that psychic network there was a um we had to sometimes call in as the as employees just to make sure and and, and pretend like we needed a reading you know uh, just to make sure that the psychic wasn't selling like vitamins to the people calling in on the side or like selling uh something else other than the reading you know and so, which was against the rules. And so, so uh, some of the customer service reps, like myself, 
had to sometimes, you know, we took turns, you know, okay, call this psychic. So they give you like a reading, whatever. And uh, so it was my turn to do it finally. And it blew my mind. And I supposedly had the worst psychic that they had. I remember another rep saying to me, who had been there a while, oh, that psychic, she doesn't even know how to read a bag of chips. And I go, really? Well, I, I called in, I gave a fake name, and uh, they only gave us like five minutes just to make sure that the, you know, anything funny was going on on the side with the new psychics. And so uh, I, she said to me, hi, uh, I'm so-and-so. I don't remember. We'll just say her name was Nova or something like that. Okay. And I'm like, hi, uh, my name's uh, my name's Jack. And she goes, hi, Jack. Uh, what would you like your reading on? And, and I said, um, I want to know how my parents are feeling. Oh, okay. And so she proceeds to ask me a couple of questions. And out of nowhere, she says to me, did your mom used to call you Cookie? Wow. And my mouth hit the floor. And I go, oh, my God. And like, and she specifically pointed out certain things and and there's no other way that that anybody would know this and 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 she goes as a matter of fact she calls you cookie cookie boy and she used to like yodel it and i go and i was silent i was like i almost started crying i'm starting to cry right now oh man (laughs) but yeah yeah it was it was really surreal and and uh she said a couple of things to me, and then, and then one of the last things she said, she goes, <laughs> which is funny, she goes, she goes um, your dad, and he, some, I see a man walking with a limp. Is that your grandfather? And, and a cane. And I go, that's my father. That's my dad. He had a, he, he, he had a 11 strokes, you know, oh, wow. and I took care of him. And he was walking, you know, with a cane in, in the, you know, for the last couple of years of his life. And then um, and she goes, um, he says that he's very proud of you, blah, blah, whatever. And then, uh, but he also says that, um, and how does he say this? It, because there's been this thing that my brother and sister believe that my father gave me $2 million in cash. I don't know where they got that from, but to this day, they believe that. And so, wow. <laughs> my, and so my, the psychic said, yeah, something about the money he says for you to, and then the call ended. <laughs> oh man. Oh dude. I bet you're like, Oh, did you try to call back? He says, don't do what? What? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, did you so call funny. him back? Were you able to call back or no? No, you and, and no. And, and there was no way for me to call them back because they didn't give you a phone number to the individual. Oh, I so see. when you call when you call into the service, how to get a hold of them is a big secret. They could just patch you through to them through their their uh, unique phone system that they had designed. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that way you'd have to pay. But you know, I didn't have to pay for that because they just wanted me to make sure that they weren't doing anything funny. Yeah. So my mom uh, is so big. My mom is big on the psychics. Walk. I mean, she is big on the psychics. She goes. She goes to talk to people who have passed away through these. And there was one that she's been with for a long time before he blew up and. You know, I have not, I've never been sold on a psychic because I haven't really talked to any. And so I couldn't tell you whether I believe uh, right now. I really don't know because it's said I don't have enough experience talking to them, but my mom swears by it. And I'm always like, those are simple questions, mom. Anybody can, all they have to do is Google you, you know, go on your Facebook, go on your Instagram, you know, 
they know things already. There's people. I'm like, mom. They have they're, they have stuff in their ears, and they're they're talking to you outside. Cause you see those shows where they show that they talk to people outside, and they're like guests there, and then the and then they're sending the information to the to the host and and whatnot. So uh-huh. it makes a little bit. And then Houdini had that big thing where he exposed all of those psychics. But I'm sure oh. there's some that are on point, but I'm sure there's a lot that are not on point. But yours seemed like it was pretty on point. To no cookie. I mean, how, how are you gonna randomly say cookie? You know. And the fact that she used to call me Cookie Boy and used to yodel it to me. Yeah. Come on. Like, I, I, that, I don't put that anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is pre the internet, mind you. And then at least in 2003 or 2004, the internet wasn't like it is now, yeah. you know, full of information like about everything and everyone. You know, but even something like that, like, yeah, you can't deny that, you know. Yeah. Well, back then, you definitely can't. I think today they they have a lot more technology and and – but who's to say, man? Who's to say? Now, yeah. um, you told me you had like a, a really cool alien story. Now, I love aliens. Oh. Now, I believe in, I'm not going to lie, I believe wholeheartedly in aliens, dude. You know, psychics, I'm on the fence. But aliens, I absolutely love aliens. Yeah, I, I have kind of an interesting one. I, I think I may be one of those people that they like to visit every now and again or something. Because there have been a few instances in my life. But the very first thing that I remember happening, having to do with anything of this particular matter, um, I was about six or seven, and it was like really late at night. And I remember I was always, I've always been a real deep thinker of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I remember I woke up, and I, I woke up, and I was like looking around the room. My sister was in her bed across from me. My brother was under me in the bunk bed, and I was looking and I was looking out the window, and I could see the city lights. And it was like late. It was late at night. It was like maybe. In, two, three, four in the morning or something like that. And I remember thinking, huh, this is interesting. Everyone's asleep. I guess this is what we do. You know, we go to school, go to work, come home, we eat something, we watch some TV, and then we go to sleep. And I'm probably, and I I remember thinking that, oh, I've been doing this over and over again, you know. And as soon as I was thinking that, um, the, the door to our room, I shared it with my brother and my sister, He's younger than me by a year. My sister's older than me by like six years. And out of nowhere, this orb comes in a big, bigger than a beach ball. Okay, but about this, about that size, like a, like a, a, a blow up, you know, like the kind you bounce, you, you blow up with your mouth and then you just kind of start bouncing around. So this like beach ball size orb comes into the room and it was, and it was the color I will never forget. It was like a lime green color and it looked kind of marbly. Kind of had a little bit of white here and there, and there were these two little dudes in it, sitting in a like on a bench, and one of them was holding a pad of some sort, which kind of looked like a iPad, because it wasn't paper, but he was it was like a tablet of some sort. He was writing something on it, and so this thing floats in, and they're staring at me, and the orb is just kind of moving, swaying a little bit, you know, like it was like anti gravity or something. And uh, and it was, and I remember thinking that they looked kind of funny. They looked so funny, I started to laugh. Like I started giggling. Like they looked like Teletubbies. That's the only thing I could describe. They were wearing some kind of spacesuit or something, but they were small. They were smaller than I was, you know, at the time. Like a little bit smaller than me. And I remember thinking that they looked kind of funny. And and so so I started laughing. And I remember one of them that wasn't holding the tablet very slowly kind of puts his hand up like to say hi. And then I put my hand up to say hi. 
and then he put his hand down and then I put my hand down and I started, and I started laughing a little bit like and then I put my hand up and then he put his hand up and then I put my I started to put my hand down and uh and he started to put his hand down but then I, I abruptly put my hand way back up right away like and and I scared him and he, he like he, he like almost fell off the bench like 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 whoa like what and then he he kind of was holding on to the other guy like and then and then the guy was like calming him down and and then and I and then I started laughing kind of hard like 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 what is this you know but then I started thinking am I dreaming this or is this really happening so I started pinching myself to make sure I was awake and I was awake <laughs> so anyway uh, they then floated over above over my sister and they kind of had to turn themselves a little bit to and the one kept writing something as you were looking at my sister he was writing something down on the ta on the tablet. And uh, and then finally they they they, they rolled and the well, the one that was gesturing to me kept looking over his shoulder I guess making sure I wasn't gonna jump over on them or something and then they turned around and they, they proceeded to leave and they were facing me again but they were like kind of sideways kind of moving through with the, in the orb you know and uh, they stopped right in front of me just before they left and they said something to me. They told me that um, you're going to be orphaned soon, so be ready, or you'll be fine. And then they left. Oh wow! And you know what? They were right. Oh man, that, that's, yeah, that's right. crazy. Yeah, and and it was weird because they spoke to me. They, they, they and it wasn't a language. They kind of put a they put a movie in my head of this guy that was like well liked by everybody. He kept getting into trouble and like just um you know in and out of jail and like you know for nothing bad it was just like you know he was just a little too aloof with responsibility and and he was involved in music and like it was weird and the, the last thing that that it showed was him driving the silver car a metallic looking vehicle and, and, and he pulls it to a house, mm -hmm. parks, he gets something out of the car and he walks up to this yellow house with this red door and he opens the door and the last thing I saw was an image of somebody with long hair, maybe a female, and, and said, how was your day? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of the movie. Well, I wound up living with um, with Piercy a few years back. He was renting me a room out of his house, and, and uh, I wound up in a lawsuit. I had to sue another singer you may have heard about, but and I went to court, and uh, so when I left, I, I won the case, and so I came home, and I was driving in my silver Jaguar back to the house. And then I, I pulled up to, you know, his house with the red door. I got my my uh, files out of the back of the car. I walked up to the door. I opened it, and there he was sitting there watching uh, a football game or something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, buddy, how'd it go? And I looked at him, and I go, huh, what did you just say? And like, it, I, I remember as I was opening the door going, 
I've been here before. Like it was, it was like deja vu. Yeah. And it was the movie. It was, it was when the aliens would talk to me. Isn't that weird? That and I told him this. Crazy. I told him this. I, I go, D-. he goes, what? What happened? And I, I go, what did you just say right now? I just asked you how it went. Did you win or not? And I go, I go, dude, nah. oh my God, I got to talk to you. <laughs> he's like, and I told him what, and he, he's a believer in, in it. And, and uh, it was just crazy. It, it, and, and so since then, though, I've been thinking, is this supposed to be the end of my life? So I don't know what that meant. I don't know why it ended there. Maybe uh, maybe the little dudes had to get back home and couldn't show me the rest of it. I don't know. But that's where that ended. I don't know, man. Did they? Was it more than one time that, that, that they came to you, or is it is it just that one time? Just that one time. Although I do remember when I was uh, prior to that age, when the, the, I remember that, that visit, <laughs> Uh, I had been on the handlebars of my bike. My neighbor, Mark, um, he was a little older than me, like by four years or something. And he told me, hey, uh, I'll ride you on the handlebars. So I lived on, on the hill. So he proceeded to race down the hill, hits the curb. He tried to like do like a, he tried to make like a wheelie or something off the curb, you know? And I flew off the bike hit my head on the chain link fence of the other neighbor's house and I was knocked unconscious and I started to come to and I was all of a sudden in the corner of the room looking at myself a, a doctor and three nurses and my mom crying sitting you know standing nearby asking if I was going to be okay and then all of a sudden so I'm watching this from feet away and I, and then I could feel myself like wake up and all of a sudden it was the same individuals now looking down at me and I'm, 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 I'm coming conscious finally and I'm going, what happened? And the doctor's asking me, can you hear me? And I answered, uh, yeah. And then my, my mom was like, Oh my God, he's fine. He's going to be fine. So I had some kind of a weird, like an out-of-body experience of some sort. And I, I don't know, I don't think I was dead, but I think I somehow projected myself out of me or something. But you know what? I couldn't feel anything. It was like, uh, I kind of like felt like I was just a part of the walls and the room and the, everything around. It was weird. I, it, and it felt more real than me being alive right now. It was, it was really bizarre. I, I, I just felt like I was a part of everything. It was, I don't know how to describe it, but um, I mean, there aren't any words that can say what that was. It, it was uh, unlike anything I've ever experienced. So, so yeah, I, 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 when I believe in all this stuff, I don't know, you know, but I do know what I've experienced and uh, it's something pretty remarkable. And I don't know what you, what that is or what, what you would call that. Yeah, no, it, it, dude, it sounds, it sounds remarkable, man. I mean, the stories you're telling me, they're really cool. I mean, I like him. That's why I do this show because I love stuff like this. I love conspiracies, aliens, ghosts. Like, I love all that. I like to talk about it. So, man, your well, you stories know, the, are awesome. The, thanks. The, the, the word conspiracy came up by the CIA, you know. Did it really? You know, they, they, invent, they invented that, yeah. And why did they invent that? Because they killed JFK. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they didn't want, they're trying to keep that from, you know, uh, you know, how could the government do something like this? And I really think obviously now in hindsight of what's been happening today, yeah, they had everything to do with him, you know, 
Yeah, I seen. Like I said, I, I watched uh, JFK. Like I said, I'm gonna do like a three part episode, and then about another uh, eight weeks or so, and a three mm-hmm. three different parts. So, you know, one was you know Oswald, a CIA agent. I think he was mm-hmm. a CIA agent, you know, and I think that the Secret Service killed Kennedy. That's my personal opinion, but I'm going to go through the through the different steps and whatnot because those shows you have to be prepared for. I mean, I like to just, you know, shoot from the hip on, on most of the shows, but for a Kennedy show, I have to have all of my notes and whatnot because there, so, there has to be a conspiracy. There's too much for it not to be a conspiracy. Yeah, and, and again, again, the word conspiracy is something... Uh, supposed to be something not real something that people can't explain that isn't real that's a conspiracy a lot of the so-called conspiracies have come to life today now as you well know you know um so so yeah you know <laughs> the conspiracy I, you know I, I all i know is what i know and what i've experienced and if those are conspiracies and so be it yeah mm-hmm. Man, I, just, I, I really like your stories, Walk. I'm, I'm so glad that you you called in today. And, uh, man, those were, like, some moving things that you talked about. I mean, uh, you know, I felt it from – I felt your sincerity from you, just so you know. Like, when you're talking, you can – you. I felt it from you. And I, I appreciate you sharing those stories with me. Yeah, I've never told anybody those stories other than my parents, who I told the next morning after that, that first visitation. Because my mom was making me breakfast the next morning. I was, again, I was like six or seven. And she's like, what's wrong? You look tired. And I go, I couldn't sleep last night. She goes, why not? And I go, those guys came in the room last night and they, they kept me up. And she goes, she goes, what guy? What? What? And at the time on my, on my neighborhood, in my neighborhood, they were, they were having a home invasion rob- robberies happening. Like people getting their TV stolen and stuff. And while the people were home, like, <laughs> you know, in their, in, in their homes, stuff like that was going on. And so my mom was like, oh my God. And, and, and then I go, yeah. And she goes, oh, did they touch you? And I go, no, but you know, they, they said that you and dad were going to get, you know, something was going to, dad was going to happen to you guys. And, and, uh, and anyway, she goes, I go, they were nice. They, you didn't say anything bad to me or, or, or hurt me or anything. Right? And so she went and got my dad and she goes, tell him what you just told me. <laughs> and so, I, and, then, and so my, my, but my mom and dad looked at each other. They're like, should we take them to see a doctor or like, you know, we're, and my dad's like, no, I, it sounds like he may have had a, a bad dream. And I go, no, it wasn't a dream. I mean, it was asleep. Greg was asleep. You know, I touched myself to make sure I was. And he goes, are you sure? And, I, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, I'm like why do you think I'm so tired? They kept me up all night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. If it was a dream, I wouldn't have been, you know, I wouldn't look like this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Do you think that they're there setting it? Huh? What was that? The, so there you have it. Yeah. Do you think that the movies and the government are setting you up for, because I keep reading it, like in 10 years, they're setting you up for the aliens to come. Do you, do you think that they're really setting us up with the way that they're doing the movies nowadays and they're releasing a little well, bit of information at a time? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that the, whatever they believe, I think there's something already here. It's been here. Um, you know, as you probably, I don't know if you're aware, but last year, last May, the Pentagon came out and said, that, yeah, they, there are UFOs. We don't know what these things are. We have these on video. This is it, everybody. And they put it out for everyone to see. Did you, have you seen that? I, I seen, I seen some of it, but like uh, from the, the air, the pilots and their videos right. and, and things like that. Yeah. Oh, but there, that's just one thing. There's thousands of other videos that they have that, and they don't know what, they don't know what it is. And, and so, and it, and, most of them are coming from the ocean. Mm. 
So I think, yeah, I mean, what a more perfect place to hide, I yeah. guess. Or, but I, 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 you know, I don't know what it is or how we all got here or where, you know, something put us here. You know, the missing link isn't just a link. It's a few links, you know, that are missing, not just one, you know. So it's, it's a, I, I think uh, maybe somehow something got manipulated along the way and here we are, you know. But um, you don't get intelligence from nothing. You know, you can't put a rock on the floor and think, okay, that's going to become a, a planet and I'm going to put people on it. And it's, they're going to be able to think and walk around without being plugged into anything. Yeah, I agree. And like I, said, you know, I think that they're trying to give it to us easy. Like they're leaning us into it so there's not a crazy panic. Yeah, but, that, but you see, that's a conspiracy, but it's it's reality. I mean, here we are. You and I are talking on the phone. We're out here having a good time, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so who knows? Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot more to it than, uh, you know, is the world flat? I don't know. You know, you and I will never know. None of us will ever know, except supposedly the astronauts. Yeah. You know, yeah. They've seen if the world's flat or not. But, you know, you know my government official. Go ahead. No, my, my dad, my, my, he's a, a navigator. Well, he was a navigator in the airplanes in the, in the, the, uh, the Air Force. And he assures me that the world is round. He goes, I've been high enough in the air and I've seen the contour of the, of the earth. It's round. He assures me. Um, I don't know if I believe the, the earth is flat or, or not. I mean, I guess I'm with you. I'll never know. I don't have the millions of dollars to take the Virgin flight up to the sky or hang out with, you know, <laughs> the, uh, Tesla. You know, I was just... How do I forget this guy? You know how you, you talk and you, you randomly just forget stuff that's always in your mind? Um, and oh, then yeah. I, that, that's me like, a lot of the times. But I, well, Yeah, you forget about it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Elon Musk. I don't get to handle Elon Musk and, and fly his thing to up and see if the world is flat or if it's round. I can tell you the people who believe the earth is flat, they take it serious. <laughs> they're they're well, serious. Well, with reason, though, because it's, uh, even, at, even airline pilots, can't get up high enough to see it. They, could, they see a curvature, a slight one at that. Uh, when you think of the enormity of, of how big the Earth is, it, it'd be hard to see that it's perfectly round or, or, or oval shape or whatever. Um, I would imagine there would have to be some curvature here and there, you know. Uh, but I don't know. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to tell unless you were able to like um, fly far enough away to see a ball then you'd know. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of hard to, to say, I don't know. Yeah. And then again, I mean, what, what would be the reason for making it round or telling everybody that it's really round? Why, why wouldn't, why couldn't we be on a somewhat flat or um, a plane of some sort? Like, you know, why, why round? Why not square? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it, it's, why, how did who, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a, and, and then how anyone even, even came up with, oh, I remember, wasn't it like Isaac Newton or someone that was able to tell that the something the world was somewhat flat or something or something? That's how that came about, wasn't it? Someone from like a long time, like Galileo or someone? You know, I'm, I'm uh, not sure. I know that it was, they thought it was flat up until like a couple hundred years ago. You right, know? but somebody, one of those guys, um, one of those astronomers uh, figured out somehow that the Earth was flat 
I, and I don't remember how or what kind of calculation or what he had as evidence, but it's, it's, it's written somewhere. Like you could easily find it. I, I just have never dove in that view. I, I never really cared that much about if the world was flat or if it was round. I, that been kind of never really like a issue for me or like want need to know, you know, cause no matter what shape it is, we're here anyway. <laughs> we're here. Let's just be happy. You know, it, it, yeah. it, I get the round one, though. It's like, okay, let me get it straight. We're spinning at 1,000 miles per hour <laughs> in a circle. Then we're flying at like 66,000 miles per hour through space around the sun. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we're moving along space. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it doesn't right. make sense. When you say it like that, it's like, hold on now. This doesn't make any sense, you know, but. Well, yeah, because that, that's a system. If you think about it, it's a system that someone designed, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that more amazing than the world is being flat? It is. So why, why, why would somebody make up, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's that you have to think about that. <laughs> someone yeah. had to make this thing, you know, moving a circle around another planet, around a sun. And, you know, that is more intricate than it just being flat. Yeah. Spinning in yeah. a circle a thousand so, miles an hour, going through space at 66,000 miles an hour around the sun. And at the same time, the entire solar system is moving towards space. It's not even staying still. So to yeah, me, no, and, and that, that's remarkable Like to, to, to know that or to, to, you know, if that's the explanation that we've been given is that's real. That's even more amazing than, than it just, again, this is being flat and this thing just kind of floating around above us like the sun and the moon or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it resets yeah. every 25,000 years. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it resets and it's, it's about that time, isn't it? I don't, I think we're 12,000 years into it. I could be wrong. I'm thinking we're 12,000 something years in, into it, but I don't know. You know, it, it's, um, I'm not sure when it's going to reset again. Oh. But I do, I've heard that it resets like every 25,000 years, everything resets. And so you have this 25,000 year cycle, which just continues to go over and over again. And that's how they can date stuff. They can date the pyramids. They can date all these things based upon the location and, you know, Stonehenge where it was pointing at some time back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, one thing that, that's, that I find really amazing having to do with our modern day society right now, is the fact that Donald Trump is still alive. <laughs> that man should be dead right now. Which one? You know, Donald Trump. Oh, okay. You know, the, now there's a conspiracy theory that's, uh, that's one for the books because he has just pulled off the very thing that President Lincoln was assassinated for and what JFK got, got assassinated for, and he's still alive. What did he, what, what, what did he pull off? I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, he's, well, I mean, he's exposed the, the cheating and the, you know, um, yes, he did. Yeah. He, he you know, that he's, he is a mock, the mock consummate rebel as rich as he is. I mean, he, he, he's quadruple insulated by the military. The military listens to him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I will agree. He, he, he really let the people see, see a lot of the things that were going on out there and, you know, and a lot of people's eyes got open and you can even see like right now, Biden's approval rating went to 38%. You talk about, I mean, shouldn't he be yeah, much higher he, than 38%? Yeah. You, you know, uh, uh, and Trump knew this, he knew this was going to happen. He hasn't not, the man has not lied about one thing. 
everything he's ever said, including the hoax of the pandemic, he was right. Yeah. And everybody laughed at him. But he didn't care. He was right all along. Yeah, why would you, you care? Know? People laugh at us all the time. I don't care who laughs at me. I'm with you. <laughs> Just go ahead and laugh yeah, at no, me. That, that, but that's 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 an anomaly that that, that man is still alive because I mean, he he someone like him usually gets his that they were there were twenty eight attempts on him for four years that he was. Uh, I didn't know that there were twenty eight attempts. I didn't even know that twenty twenty eight attempts and the, and the one that got hurt was his wife on the last one in December, the last attempt when they went to the hospital and he supposedly got his uh, COVID. Uh, shot or whatever it's because his wife was poisoned oh I did not know that yeah. that was not even I, I don't know where the news was on. I mean I, did, I didn't see any of that news about that out well, there yeah, because the corrupt politicians pay the media to keep pushing just their narrative that's all yeah I don't pay attention to the media at all like I don't trust very little mm-hmm. things do I trust that I see on any of them. I don't, not the CNN, not MSNBC. I'm nothing. glad you brought that up. You know why? I'm going to turn you on to something. The okay. X22 report. Follow the X22 report. Go to bitshoot.com forward slash X22 report. Okay. There you go, Dave. I plugged it for you. All right. Can, um, can you so text yeah. that to me by chance? I, I will. I'll, I'll send you Friday. Monday through Friday, there's a report that comes out every day and it tells you everything of the exact truth of what's happening on a daily basis oh wow. you really want to know what's going on with our drone? i've been following it for almost four years yeah it hasn't failed me it hasn't oh, yeah. failed me at all i definitely yeah, I'll, I'll i'll send you the, the, the address for that oh i appreciate that walk i mean i'm into it i, I mean I, I do read like usa today and I, I do watch what i read i mainly read stuff about music and and you know cars because you know I, I sell cars so i always read go in the auto section and and uh, the music section and the science, you know, section stuff like that. But I don't pay attention to what the the news media pushes on me constantly. I just don't do it. I, I don't eat up what they're selling, you know. And, and I see all the yeah, stuff where they're selling the same thing everywhere. Like they're all saying well, there the same you thing. Go. Yeah, they're all given the same script. I mean, it's a proven fact that the media was uh, dominated and owned by the Clintons. All of the media. Which is why it's called so the Clinton News Network and not CNN. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and, and, uh, and so, you know, I mean, that's what they were doing with our stolen tax dollars. They get someone like Hunter Biden to, to set him up in another country as the board of this or, or the head of the board of that. And they send the uh, financial aid for the country to him in this other country while he's there. And then he puts it into his, some kind of an offshore account and, and then his dad collects it or sends it to whoever might need it. That's what they've been doing. When they say that we've given all these other countries, countries that don't care about us, when we send them aid in the trillions of dollars and stuff like that, it's that's what they're doing. They're, they're, those countries I've never seen. That. You ever see those countries thank us for anything, any of the aid that we send? No. None of none of them care. None of, they're not getting it. It's it's, it's a lie. Oh. You know, that's the way I see it. <laughs> I, you know what? I I think you're probably directly onto something. And if you can if you can give that. Uh, one more time to the people listening, because maybe they may want to go to this as well. What was that? What was the uh, site? Sure. Okay. So uh, to see, to listen to these reports for free, go to bitshoot.com forward slash X22 report. Okay. Bitshoot is a, a B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E. Bitshoot.com forward slash X22 report. Okay. And there's two reports. There's a financial and there's a, <clears throat> a geopolitical. 
you one of those things you can listen to both actually they're both good, amazing information but it has not failed me as a matter of fact it told me what was going to happen and it happened <laughs> and and like a week later like boom i'm like whoa this this channel is like a fortune telling machine of some sort oh wow. <laughs> what happened what did they say what did they tell you was going to happen uh well they they uh they basically uh proved that like the well, one of the things was the, the pandemic and, and so they were saying about how they've been using uh they've been testing people with uh uh false positive reports and yeah and and so the the, the uh the testing that they've been using for people to know if they got COVID or not is really a flu test so they've been diagnosing everybody with the flu oh and go and get now go get a COVID va- vaccine it's not until December 31st that they're actually changing it now. They've got a real COVID tester, and as of December 31st, they're switching it. So from December 31st coming up onward, that's when you're going to start seeing who's really got uh, COVID. Wow, I did not know that. So everybody else up until yeah, check it out, check it out, and, and, and he's been right all along, you know. Um, so yeah, this uh, it. You know what they're injecting people with is the COVID, the the vaccine. They're actually giving you the COVID, so you're going to start seeing, you know, people that got COVID because they got the vaccine. That's why people that are vaccinated have COVID, because they're actually giving they're getting you sick. Oh man, I, I got yeah. vaccinated a while back. I got I got was one of the earlier ones because if we got vaccinated, we didn't have to wear a mask at work. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, oh. I don't want to wear a mask, so I I got vaccinated. Yeah, I wouldn't. How many boosters have you gotten? Zero. Why not? They haven't been offered to me. They haven't told me anything about any boosters for my for myself. So, well, when they do, don't go get it because it's just breaking down your immune system more and more. Is that what the boosters you, are going to be doing? Yeah, I mean, they're they're wanting to give it to kids now, and, and it's like you know, with the the testing. Have you not seen that Fauci lied? To see what? Doctor Fauci has lied to Congress about all of this. Have you not seen this? No, I have not seen it. Oh, start watching the X Wing Two report, man. Yeah, because they're not showing it on they're not showing it on the mainstream media. Um, they've been they've been grilling him on. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, yeah I'm gonna tag you. Are we friends on Facebook? We are. We are. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you with some things that you gotta see. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, just in the past few days alone, he lied to Congress. He's probably gonna get the death penalty. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely send it yeah. to me. Walk. I, I I love that kind of stuff. And then if it's something that's not a put together like that's really out there, I will watch it every day. I'll be like you. You know, I like to be yeah, informed I, on that stuff. Yeah, I'm. I've been following the X-ray report now for almost four years now. It hasn't failed me, and I'm so well informed right now about what's going on. I could run the country by myself. Oh well. <laughs> there you go. You you should run yeah, next time. Be... You should run next time. <laughs> Why well, I I tried running the last time, um, but yeah, you know, I was threatened, so I, I pulled away. Yeah, yeah. Like Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that whole Kanye thing was to educate the black community. Uh huh. That's the only reason why Kanye ran was because he he did that to educate the black community about what's really happening, and he's right. Everything he's told the black community. He's been right about, you know. And isn't, isn't he isn't he pretty close with uh, Trump as well? He is, but that was the only way. He, uh, the Democrats have the bullhorn; they own all the media. Yeah. So 
uh, Trump t- has had to do everything in a blues grab sort of way. Yeah. And, and it's being effective. You know, you got the dot is going. We know now that, that all the votes in Arizona came out weeks ago. That, yeah, there was Trump won by a landslide. I thought they said he lost. No, he won. Oh. You'll, you'll see. I'll, I'll, see. I'll send you this stuff. All right. Yeah, you'll, you'll see this. It's crazy. Uh, it's not conspiracy. It's real. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get into that. I think it, I think we'll make uh, the podcast better as well <laughs> and, and I'll be more informed. Yeah. So I, I, I think it will give me some really, really great content for, for the show. And I, I highly appreciate that, that walk very, very yeah, much. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Oh, definitely. You want to go ahead and tell everybody where they can, um, for your finance company that you have as well. That way, before I let you go, you can give them one more uh, shout out to that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so, uh, retailcustomerfinance.com if you own a business or you're manage one and you're looking to, to uh, help yourself out of this pandemic situation I will front my money to your customers so they can make the purchases and they can pay me back in payments but I'll, I'll send the money to your company directly and there's no charge that's awesome all right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Like I said, if you want to come back for some of the Kennedy stuff in about eight, nine weeks, dude, just hit me up. I know Jimmy from Kicking Valentina is going to come on for some of that stuff as well because he is big on the Kennedy. And you're you're invited back on this show. Anytime there's something you want to talk about, you just you message me, man. I will make room for you on my show. I promise you 100%. Dude, you're going to wind up being my helpline. Like when, when I'm ready to, to flip my wrist, I'm going to call you. <laughs> you call me, man. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm going to help you. <laughs> just, just like you helped all those people on the psychic line. I'm here for you. Right on, man. Thanks, man. All right, brother. All right, man. You have a good day. You too, man. I'll talk to you soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Therapy Session Studios. For all your podcast and music needs, go to therapysessionstudios.com or email conspiracyisthetheory at gmail.com for more information.